talking about. Cool. So we're two minutes early. Welcome, everybody. Supreme being. As always, Team BC Sold. If you need anything real estate, they sponsor this podcast, teambcsold.com, or email us at teambcsold at gmail. Number two, Modern Success, my personal coaching and mentorship program. David, I believe. Shout out to him. He joined earlier today. I always give shout outs to the new members. Welcome. Uh, you can find that on my website at briancasella.com. If you're on Instagram, you go to the link in my bio. Make sure you join today. And lastly, eXp Realty. For all the realtors, join eXp. Go to join.exprealty.com. Or if you want more info, message me. Okay? So a question came up. And I'm going to cover this here on the podcast for a little bit. Uh, oh, can I shadow one of your agents or can I shadow you? Let me take you back years. Okay. Um, I'm not 31. I'll be 33 in three months, Supreme, but thank you for asking. Uh, I am talking about shadowing, right? And what I mean by shadowing is somebody will come and, you know, watch you do your thing. Okay. Now let's rewind years ago when I started YouTube, uh, social media and doing what I was doing on Facebook, Instagram, and all this stuff that everybody sees today. Originally, when I didn't have many followers and I was still growing in my business, I allowed people to do it, right? Over and over and over. If anybody asked, I would let them do it locally. I've had, I had people fly from all over the country to shadow me, door knocking, calling, all that stuff, okay? Now, I stopped it years ago and here's why. And then I'll get into more specific reasons. It got to the point where I would have multiple people with me on certain days shadowing me. Can you imagine what it's like to door knock somebody with three other people with you watching the interaction? Like, can you even fathom that for a second? I'm knocking on the door, talking to the homeowner, and there's two or three people behind me, like watching and taking notes. You get what I'm saying? Like, can you imagine how, how much pressure that is for me, but how awkward it makes the homeowner feel? Because there's three people behind me, like watching. It's like if you're out in public and you're talking to somebody and there's two or three people like staring at you guys watching, which by the way, if you're out with your friends and one of your friends goes and talks to a girl, don't all of you just fucking sit there and stare at them. Mind your own business and do something else because all you're doing is you're blowing your friend out because the person who they're talking to is going to get freaked out. So I got to the point where it was literally too many people and it started affecting my performance because I was too busy handling them and talking to them and teaching and not working in my business. Okay. So I got to the point where I had already done enough favors for people. So you fast forward now, I now I literally have no time. If I have anybody following me, which pretty soon it's going to happen, I'm going to have a camera person following me. That's it. Unless I put time aside for a student or somebody who specifically pays for me to take time out of my schedule to now give them one-on-one -on -one attention and all that. It's gotten to that level. Again, whether it's me or somebody even on my team now, it gets distracting. That's literally what it is. So even before when I was doing it, it's still for that individual that you want to shadow, it's still an inconvenience for them no matter which way you look at it. Even if you're helping them and you're like, oh, I'll do free work for you. You shadowing somebody is an inconvenience to them whether they want to admit it to you or not. Now, we do it out of the kindness of our heart to help you, of course, but it's still at the end of the day an inconvenience. And I really want people to understand that because they think when they shadow us, they're doing us a fucking favor. No, you're not. We're going out of our way to help you and give you attention and time. So I have still have so many requests, mentorship, do this, free, 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 free. No. And I have no problem telling people no at all. People seem to be like scared to tell people no when they ask them for help. You know how many DMs I see that I, that I respond to, which is a ton? 
See, whoever you're shadowing has got to add value. They're not adding value, dude. Right? I mean, unless they shadow me and they want to start recording stuff. But even then, I'm still doing them a favor. So that's, we have to take that argument off the table. Because I even have people, oh, I want to shadow this person, but hey, they're not going to pay me. It's like, why would you even think about getting paid? This mindset has to change. You're already inconveniencing somebody and you're getting free knowledge from them. That's enough. But all, all of these requests that come in, going back to what I was saying, I answer a ton of DMs. I really, with my personal schedule and time, do my very best on emails, Facebook messages, and DMs to get back to as many people as I can that have genuine questions, of course. Because I feel that's part of my purpose. At the same time, there's a lot of people who I don't respond because they ask me stupid questions that I've answered online. Or I can tell it's not a genuine question. They're just saying something to get me to start communicating with them. And then they're going to either try to sell me something or, or, or just hook me to talk to me. And I can totally tell because I'm way too advanced with linguistics and all that stuff to fall into that trap. Unless I, I read what they're saying and I feel like, man, this person's going through something. Okay, I'll reach out and help them. Sure. But even when that person responds or, or sends me a message, I still get messages all the time. Like, oh man, you didn't answer me, blah, blah, blah. And there's people who get upset as if I owe them a response. I don't owe them shit. We have to clear up this dynamic. When you study from somebody, when you watch something, when you do anything with another individual, you don't owe them shit and they don't owe you shit. Same mentality is carrying over into YouTube, by the way. The amount of stupid fucking comments I get on YouTube, which I laugh at, by the way, is just astronomical, but it tells me where the average mindset is at. They're watching free information, giving them tips on something, and all they do is bitch and complain. Oh, well, you need to talk about, oh, you need to give more shit for free. Ugh. It's like, motherfucker, you're getting something for free. What are you complaining about? So it's almost like a shift is occurring where more and more, People aren't even grateful for getting free information anymore. It's like they feel entitled to everything. Oh, I should get everything for free, right? Like some kid, some dumbass, I forget his name on YouTube. He's probably watching this because all the haters always watch my shit. He's like, oh man. Um, and I left a comment up by, my way, uh, by the way. I forget what video it's on, but you can find it on my YouTube. He said something like, and I wanted to bring people's attention to this because it shows how uh, feeble-minded they are, right? He said something like, um, you know, I miss like the older videos that you did, blah, blah, blah. You know, the newer ones, like where you tell stories and that kind of stuff, they're garbage. Please go back to just doing mindset videos. So I responded, right? I said, uh, well, you know, the, like the mindset stuff, the real mindset shit is on modern success. So if you're interested in that, join it. Then he responds, LOL. Uh, then I'll just go watch so-and-so. I can't join your scam, modern success. I'll watch this person. It's great content and it's free. So I said, wait, one message before you request more videos from me. And then in the next message, you call me a scam. So you're watching a scam artist that you're claiming is a scam. What does that say about you? You see the, the, the dumb assness, if we're going to make up a word in these comments, you get what I'm saying? Like literally IQ five, but a lot of people are like that, dude. They expect and they act as if everything should be for free. I made a post on my Instagram too, writing. A lot of this game that you guys are getting from free, for free. Now, this doesn't include the people who overnight 
start making shit and spending a ton of money on ads and they really don't know shit. Cause there's a ton of those people too. Of course. I'm not saying everybody who teaches and, and sells shit is legit. No, but for those of us who are on this side, who have put in the genuine blood, sweat and tears and the time and money I've invested at this point in my education minimum in the last four or five years, I would say at least 150 to $200,000. No joke. Like no joke for sure. And it's going to keep increasing. So even some of the little tidbits that I give for free, I did, in some cases, pay good money for it. So some of it that I give is for free. But what people don't understand is when I give that information for free versus when I went to that seminar, and even if I paid 20 bucks to go there, the fact that I handed that $20 bill, I showed up with a different mentality at that event or to see that person, or to get that training. Here's why. The day comes of you having to go an event. We have two examples. We have the example of you paid X amount of money, 100, 1,000, 50, whatever it is. And then you have the free example. With the, with the paid example, I don't give a shit if your shoe falls apart, you can't find your pants, you're gonna figure it out and you're gonna go to that event. Fair, right? For most of us, we're going to figure it out. Now, if it's for free, what are the odds of anything happening maybe outside of what would leave you comfortable? Like you wake up a little bit late, you get a call that you have to handle something. How likely are you to skip that event because it's free in this case versus this case? A hundred times more because it's free. That excuse is a lot more valid in this one versus when you pay, not only are you going to show up, you're going to have your pen and your notepad like, okay, let's go. So there's a different level of intent with that event and information when you extend the dollar. For sure. This is unanimously true. Now, there's always somebody fucking arguing, well, I, I do free stuff and I pay attention. Cool. Then you're the one out of a fucking million. Good for you. Great. It still doesn't take away from what I'm saying. And in most cases, this point is tied to it. I'm going to go deeper. These people that, that comment and, and complain or whatever it is, which again is the majority, they want as much information for free and, and they literally will staple or shackle lock their wallet and not want to spend a penny. Yet they themselves are attempting to learn to be a business person or an entrepreneur and then turn around and try to sell something to somebody else and they expect them to pay them. How fucking hypocritical is that? So you want to learn from me or the next guy or this billionaire. You don't want to spend a penny. But you want to turn around down the road with your audience and your people or learning your skill and then you want to go sell a service. Like does anybody see the disconnect there? Because I saw it a long time ago. So I was a little bit like that in the beginning, not so much because I didn't want to pay for it because I was like, man, like I'm low on money. But I said, I have to break this shit right now. I have to figure this shit out. If I have to put this shit on a fucking credit card, I'll do it because I'm going to be a part of that club that's not afraid to exchange because I know when the money goes out by me willingly doing this, it's going to come back. If I extend, it'll come back. It always does. But if I hold on and I'm not willing to give it, it will never come to me because that type of energy is going to reflect on the individual that I'm trying to sell to and they're going to do the same thing to me. Can you imagine the salesman selling something they don't believe in? 
I mean, unless they're that one percent who's a great fucking actor and, and they can just bullshit everything. But most of the time we can see through a fake salesman, can we not? But then the ones who seem to have conviction and they believe in what it is that they're selling and you know damn well they've either bought that product or they would, they would be willing to invest in it themselves or they have an equivalent of it. Now, when they sell to you, goddamn, they're compelling as fuck, are they not? Because they're exhibiting those qualities that I just told you. It's simple. So we have to go back to the times of, for example, you learn from somebody, you learn from them. Everybody's jumping from guru to guru. I'm sick, by the way, of getting the questions where someone's like, well, you said this, but this other person said this, what do I do? Why would you ask me that question? That makes no sense. I don't care what the next guy said. That's him. If you like his stuff better and it works for you, use it. Why are you going to try to make me and him debate about what the fuck we taught you? Pick what you want and use it. Simple. So when I, when I look at this thing and then I have people coming to me not getting results, the majority of them exhibit all this stuff that I'm talking about. Hey, get on my program. Ah, oh, you're a piece of shit. You just want to sell your program. Of course I want to sell my fucking program because it's great. And I worked my ass off and learned a lot to be able to create the program. So yes, I'm going to sell it, of course. But goddamn, if you get on it, you're going to improve a lot. But hey, that aside, you told me you want to get better. What do you want me to tell you? Oh no, go to this next guy and give him your money. Oh, you know what? Don't buy shit from anybody. Just watch free stuff and read this book and you'll be golden. I'm telling you to do what I did. I'm not asking you to walk a path that I didn't walk. That's the difference. Is when I tell you to look at this person, study this person, go to the seminar, buy this shit, I've done it tenfold. So when I tell you to do it, it works. I'm not saying it just to talk. That's the difference, man. You know, I've talked a lot about somebody like Anthony Robbins, for example. Dude, I bought all his fucking books. I've gone to Unleash the Power Within. I paid fucking Diamond Premier. I paid like four or five grand to sit in the fucking front of that event. So of course I tell people to go to it. Because it's good. Yeah, and somebody said, Kevin Durant pays for coaching. I'm glad he said that. All the top people have multiple coaches. Four, five, six. Business coach, athletic coach, whatever. And, and, and that's the real thing about having a master or a coach or whatever it is. They squeeze more potential out of you than you can get from yourself. Go work out by yourself and give it your all then have a, somebody pushing you and training you and watch how much harder you go. Even if you only go five or 10% harder, hey, that's more results you're gonna get. That's the difference, man. And you have somebody watching you from the outside objectively saying, oh, you're doing that pretty good, but here, make this adjustment, you'll do better. Because they're, they're, they're going to have walked the path that you walked and seen these mistakes. Let's look at it a different way, right? Somebody's selling something. Like me, I'm very vocal about it and I talk about it all the time. Buy this, get all my shit. Do I not? I remind people all the time. Why? Because I believe in it. If somebody hesitates to sell or they're not sure, if anything, I would look at them and say, are, are, do you not have the value to share? Are you unsure in your product, in yourself or your message? Why would you hesitate to sell something if you know it's good and it's gonna benefit people? That's why there's zero hesitation in me to sell to a client and say, I'm the best in real estate to sell my coaching for me going and speaking somewhere. Get me in front of your people. I guarantee you they'll leave fucking like, whoa, there's zero hesitation because I know what I bring to the table for a fact. 
And again, there's all the testimonials and all that other shit. By the way, Modern Success has been grown 100% organically. 100% organically. And we're floating around 300. We, we stay around that number right now. We're going to break through. That's incredible, man. I know people who spend tens of thousands of dollars and they can barely keep a thousand people in their program. I haven't dumped a penny into fucking advertising. And look what I'm doing. Does that not say something? And I proudly say that. What are you going to say? Oh, well, you're not supposed to talk about your numbers. Why would I not? I achieved that. I'm not lying or exaggerating. That's the facts. People aren't buying me because I'm the most ripped guy or the most rich guy or all that. It's the skills, man. Cool. But I earned them. So I have no problem selling them. Now, everything I'm saying these first 15 minutes, package that up and now look and put yourself in a position for many of you who own a business and pretend you have this fire, this conviction, and this poise, and you're sitting in front of a client. You think this shit is not going to work? Imagine walking in with this type of confidence, looking somebody in the eye saying, of course, sir, yes, I'll take care of you. I'll get the job done more than anybody else. I can guarantee you that. Everybody's told them that, but there's only one person who when they say it, their mind says, yep, this is the one. Why is it that certain people, like myself, my team, those that I train can say the same shit, same scripts, same systems as most other people, and they're getting the result and other people aren't. Apparently, there's a method to the madness, is there not? That's the shit people refuse to see. Let, let, let's, again, sidestep for a second and look at, I was just listening to, just for the, the sake of it, I listened to a, a YouTube ad. And God damn, it was peppered with so much shit that I know. These companies that advertise to you, you think they don't at least understand what I teach when it comes to how to affect the subconscious mind and, and marketing and commands and hypnotizing people. They're the kings of that shit. I listened to this YouTube ad, the way the lady speaking manipulated her voice. She used certain word rhymes. She used language patterns. Even the tone of the music created an effect. I was like, man, that shit is masterful. Yet how many people listen to that ad and don't realize what's happening to them? Crazy, dude. They're putting their time and effort into that shit. Why isn't anybody else? Why am I only one of the few people who's like, damn, I, I need to master this shit. And then when I try to teach it, ah, that's all bullshit. Just give me the script, bro. Yeah, I'm just going to work hard for, and just use the free shit. I'm going to beat everybody. Good luck. Good luck. That person who only does the free shit does well until they come against me. And then they get fucking creamed and they're like, oh shit, what happened? So you'll do good until you hit that threshold where now skills start being one of the more important things. Then when you get to the level where everybody has the same skill, now it's literally all mindset. What do you think separates some of the NBA players or NFL players? NHL players or whoever it is at the top level when everybody's skill is world-class. It's their mindset. But that's later on. I mean, we've seen players like, for example, the dude from the NBA that had a tear a couple years ago, Jeremy Lin. You don't hear much about him now, but he went on that tear where he was dropping like 40 or 50 points a game. He still has that talent. But that something in his mind switched and boom, he was off to the races. So that talent is with him. You think it's not within some of the other players that are on the floor with, you know, James Harden and all those other guys? Of course it is. 
But those guys like James Harden and, and Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, they have that killer instinct and that mindset like, fuck you, I'm number one. I'm going to tear this shit apart. Give me the ball. That's the difference, man. Now, once you get to that level, if we're even just talking the skills, you think those guys haven't invested a lot of money into getting to where they're at? Now, granted, a lot of them got scholarships and all that stuff, of course. Of course. But guess what? What does that scholarship provide? Money. To get the best focus, the best training, and all that shit. They're willing to do it. Yet, I still see so many people, man, you know, uh, I, I could just screenshot all the DMs. Oh, I'm, I'm committed to being number one. And then that said, the words, and then, and then w- what's the request? Oh, just, you know, let, let me work under you for free. And, and it's like, dude, no, it's not going to happen. Pay. Ask the people on Modern Success. They can reach out to me personally at times, especially via Facebook, and I answer them. Random people, not so much. Even the level of answer I give them is different. And it's well-deserved because they pay me. Of course, I'm going to give them more attention. That's not wrong. That's correct. If I give you something for free that I made them pay, that makes me a person with low ethics and I'm dishonest. Oh man, I know that's on the product, but can you give it to me for free? I'm like, why would you even ask me that? What does that say about you asking me that question? But no one looks in the mirror. Everyone just keeps poking and badgering and seeing what they can fucking get for free. Ask any of these billionaires if they got to where they're at for free. No. Ask them about the, the money they spent and the sacrifices they made to get to where they're at. I guarantee you, you'll be sitting there taking notes for days on all the shit they, they tell you. And that's the cleanest form of exchange, by the way, is money. You give me money, I can do whatever the fuck I want with it. Here's another one. I have friends who have multiple businesses. What do I do? I, I don't expect shit for free. If I want one of their products, I'll pay for it. And sometimes I'll pay them extra because they're my friend and I support their business. Even my friends that would willingly give me shit for free, I pay them. Now talk about respect and friendship and loyalty. Boom. And I hear stories from them that other people they know that are, quote, their friend will always come to them for something because they know they'll get it for free. I don't do that. I pay. They charge 50, the guy, uh, Alex, shout out to Alex, my detailer. He charges 40 bucks a car to wash. You know what I pay him? I pay him 50 bucks a car. And I know at this point he'd probably do them for free and I still pay him. He washes four cars, that's 160, I give him 200 bucks. So I give him a 25% increase in pay, 25%. I tip people at the restaurant, I always give 20%. I have no problem giving out money. That's why I have no problem asking for it. If you want to start moving money at a high level, you have to be willing to extend it, man. Otherwise, you're always going to be stuck. You're not going to just give me, give me, give me, give me, give me and get a lot. It's not going to happen. I have no problem circulating money. I'm not sitting here hoarding a bunch of money in my bank account. Oh, I have, look, I have a million dollars in my bank account. Oh, I have $300,000. Never. I'm always investing, moving money. Here you go. Boom, boom, boom. All the time. So what you say you want and what you claim, your actions and your beingness as an individual, back that up. Because if they don't, you ain't going to get shit. And you're just fooling yourself and everybody around you. But I'm going to be one of the few people to call you out on it and say, nope, 
Not going to happen. You're full of shit. Cool. All right. I'll end it here. I'll open it up to Q&A if you guys have questions on Zoom or uh, Instagram. No, we're good. The cat isn't doing anything. I caught him before he did anything, so we're good. Yep, doorknob. Well, doing anything for the first time is scary, dude, so well done. Uh, 8 to 12 prints was split between door knocking and cold calling. So if you're door knocking 9 to 12, um then I would probably designate a time in like four to six to cold call. Is price lock in for modern success? Yes. When you join, you're locked in at that price unless you leave. So I still have a ton of people in there paying 97 a month because they join way back. See Yoshi back there. Yep. Do you, re re do you reconnect with people from a listing appointment that doesn't work out? Um, I guess if they don't list and sell with somebody else, sure. Why not? Because maybe they're not ready. And I already know when I shut off my phone, by the way, uh, I know Lloyd, I went to go take a listing. It's another seller buyer. Low price though. It's only like five, I think 520, something like that. Business degree in college, if you want to work for yourself, is a waste of time, Dom. Don't do it. What you learn in school for business will, will not translate. The only course I can say that has any validity outside of college is accounting. How many contacts a day? I'd recommend you do at least 50 personally, but I know a lot of people aren't willing to do that. Views on rentals. I don't do rentals, dude. I, I would rather see you work on buyers or sellers personally. And even the questions you guys are asking me here on the podcast, again, I've covered all that stuff on YouTube. You guys really have to browse my channel, man. I think a lot of you will refuse to go to my YouTube and then you'll just wait for me to go live and ask me these questions. I don't keep track of the percentage of FISBO calls that I go on appointments with Sean because if you don't get the appointment on the first call, how can you go back and track that? You know what I mean? There's too many variables to know. I know that on the first call, I got to the point where out of every six or seven, I was setting an appointment but a lot of times we'd cancel it. And we wouldn't go on the appointment. So is that a real metric? You know what I mean? Thoughts on Limitless and Chris Crone. I don't know who Chris Crone is, bro. So I can't help you with that. Writing a book. I may write a book in the future, but I'm going to have to have somebody transcribe me speaking because I'm not going to sit there and write it. is on crack. I don't, I don't know who he is, dude. How do I maintain motivation when cold calling? Man, you're behind, Jackson. Are you still dealing? Is that still a thing for you guys? Motivation, really? That's like 
Kindergarten. Come on. Really? Is that a serious question? Do you read books too? Oh my God. <laughs> yes, Diana, I read books. <laughs> you guys are killing me, man. I got you so hyped. You know, I always have the energy in me, dude. I just, sometimes I decide whether I want to bring it out or not. I just, I can't be like that all the time because then you become too predictable. That's part of the, the show, right? Some days I'm calm like this and other days I'm hyped up. Other days I, I cuss a lot more. I'm just, um, I, I'm really, I would say, in a sense, almost disappointed because I really would like to see you guys browse my YouTube channel more. I mean, I, I don't know if you've checked, I have over a thousand videos on YouTube. And like the older ones are gold. Like they really are. The ones from like three, four or five years ago, they're just gold. And if you really take the time to dig through those videos, you'll, you'll get 99.9% .9 of your questions answered. And then you'll be able to come back with, I can say more advanced questions that are gonna help you more, right? People who are not in modern success need motivation. I agree. Great way to put it. You want to never worry about motivation again? Get on modern success. Seriously. I've watched almost all of them. No joke. Then you wouldn't ask me how many contacts a day, dude. Because in a lot of videos, I've said 50 contacts a day, dude. You're killing me, man. You know what I tell myself? Tailor made with love. If I hit the snooze button... If I hit the snooze button, I don't deserve anything I have because the person who deserves these things doesn't even fucking think about hitting the snooze button. That's what I tell myself. And when I tell myself that, I get the fuck up no matter how shitty I feel. How do I know you're not hypnotizing me now? Well, am I? I don't know. I'm moving 60 miles away from my office. Is distance a factor in being successful? No, not at all. MS here. What up, Dalton? What's going on, bro? Love it. Perfect. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> the snooze button equals loser button. That's funny. That shirt hypnotizing. Maybe it is. I'll tell you guys this. There's certain videos where I've, I've thrown in little things on my YouTube that I know will create a certain effect and they always do. Um, but pe most people can't catch them. Robert Glenn. They're focused on their bottom line. That's 100% logical. You're never going to win that battle, bro. If you're trying to convince people 100% on logic, you will never win. Will technologies replace realtors? Do you think a piece of technology could replace me, Timac? Answer that question. And if the answer is no, which it should be, then, then you know what I'm going to say. Referrals? Referrals are always good, man, because I'm always out there on social media, which is something I've been telling realtors and business people and everybody for years. You'll make more money if you do social media, whether you're popular or not, but nobody wants to do it. 
I have grown ass people that I want to do videos with telling me I'm too scared to go on video. I'm like, do you still wear fucking diapers? Really? Like it's still an issue in 2019 to get behind a camera and speak without trembling. Is communication in the world that bad that we can't even look at a, a camera, which is just like looking in the mirror and saying, hello, my name is blank. And like, really? We're still having these type of issues? Like seriously, like have, have we stopped to think about that for a second? Will technology take away from realtors? Well, there's the side of the fence, Timac, like me, that believes technology is, you know, maybe an inconvenience at times, but I'm not worried about it. And then there's the people who swear that it's going to replace us. So it's really up to you what you decide. All I know is business is booming and we're doing good. I think Loida herself will potentially put eight deals under contract in March. Eight. Eight transactions. Eight. Let that sink in for a second. And supposedly a market that's going to crash and, oh my God, it's getting so slow. So while everybody else is bitching and moaning, she's killing it. My businesses are growing. Let everybody talk while we sell and we make money. That's fine. They can say, oh, you're not doing that or bullshit or, oh, well, you know, it's going to crash. Okay, cool. Keep talking. Let them, right? This is why I left all those fucking 99% of those Facebook groups because all they do is have people in there gossiping and talking shit. I don't have time for that. People tagging me. Oh, blah, blah. Who the fuck wants to deal with that? This isn't fucking high school. In every description of every YouTube video is my office. You motherfuckers want to come some say, say some shit to me? Come to my office and tell me to my face. No problem. We'll be waiting for you with open arms. But to this day, it's never happened. Uh, Bernardo, though, I have a ton of videos on EXP, bro. I recommend you watch them. If you're asking me and you assume there's no office spaces, then you miss the Regis system, bro. I needed this to straight John Legend. That's funny. Chastin, what's up, bro? Hey, dude, they hit me up to go speak at that event in Miami that you're going to be at, but uh, they hit me up too late. I'm already speaking somewhere else. That should be fun, though, dude. I wanted to go out to Miami again, but missed it. How do I go? Dude, if you guys want to get on Modern Success, just follow the uh, link in my bio. Go to briancasella.com and it's on the front. You'll find it. Does Lloyd and Kevin get most of their leads from door knocking? Uh, Lloyd at this point is more on the phone, Lindsay. So she's getting more on the phone. Um, Kevin is still a mix. If you talk shit, talk to the face and end of conversation. Sure. But now that I've been boxing a lot, I don't think anybody wants to really step up now. I seriously doubt that's going to happen. They want to televise. And what's funny too is my trainer said, hey, if anybody has beef, as soon as they come into the gym, they can just sign a waiver and you guys can slug it out. I'm down. I have no problem with that. If I can hold my own sparring guys that are 250 or 300 pounds, I'm, I'll be okay. Did you hear what's going on with the realtor.com lead gen thing? I have no idea. No. Do you guys have any other questions?
when did I realize I wanted to be an entrepreneur? The moment that I started looking into real estate. Did you preview property? I made videos about that on YouTube, bro. Ah, you said you watched all the videos, bro. You're lying to me. Intermittent fasting, sure. I've done it on and off. It's good. Rental deals are the same as buying and selling, just different contracts, man. And you get paid quicker, but I wouldn't do it. Don't waste your time. If you have the opportunity, you might as well work with buyers and sellers. That's just my opinion, right? You guys don't have to listen to anything I say. Should I go to open houses while I wait to get licensed? You can, if you want. It probably would be better for you to go to an office and talk to an agent and see if somebody can help you. I didn't start becoming an entrepreneur until I was almost 28, Jim. So my 20s were basketball. That's it. So it's not really fair to say that because in that decade of 10 years, I only had like two, maybe two and a half years of entrepreneurship, but more like two. So ask me from 25 to 40 and maybe that'll be a better, a better gauge. Planning on becoming a real estate broker? Nope, there's no reason to. Uh, the cap, oh man. I have a video on that, Diana. I recommend you watch it. What is your pro, what is your opinion on meet Kevin and Graham? Uh, I've done a video with Graham. Um, as far as their teachings, I don't know what they're teaching, right? I've done a video with Graham, he's a cool dude. Meet Kevin, never met him. Um, and again, I don't watch their content. I've watched a few of Graham's videos, but I don't watch enough to be like, okay, this is how we teach how and what he teaches. So I can't give you an accurate comment on that. You think your disciplines comes from military school? No. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because the fact that I go to military school, people are like, oh, that's why you do this. No, fuck military school. That should made me a fucking rebel. If anything, I fucking hated that place. I wanted to fucking get kicked out. I didn't want to listen to what anybody had to fucking say. When I left there, I remember being in such a rebel state that like I would let my room be a mess instead of cleaning it and making my bed. I was like, it was almost like I was going the exact opposite and it took a lot out of me to actually get that stuff in order because my mind was just all over the place. I suck on the phone. Lindsay, you need to be very careful of what you tell yourself. You can get better on the phone. Nobody starts out a savage on the phone. I was terrible when I started cold calling. Terrible. And now I would happily go head to head with anybody who's considered a master cold caller. No problem. I'm confident, that confident in my skills. So I was once in your shoes. It just takes time and effort and practice. How dedicated are you to mastering communication and language and sales, psychology, right? Why else do you guys think I got certified in NLP and hypnosis and I do all this other shit? Why do you think I study evolutionary psychology? Do you wish you started earlier? No. How often do you spar? Not a lot lately, dude, but I used to spar two or three days a week. 
The only thing about sparring dude, is I hate fucking wearing headgear, dude. I'd rather spar without headgear. And just, if I get caught, I get caught. I just, I fucking hate the headgear, dude. It blocks your vision. It's a pain in the ass. Uh, well, obviously my parents idea to get me into military school, Mitzi, I didn't have a choice. I was 13 going on 14. What am I going to tell my parents? No. Cool. Okay, guys, I'll end it here. Thank you for being here. As always, if you're interested in joining Modern Success, go to briancasella.com and get signed up. It's on the front page or go to the link in my bio on Instagram. Number two, Team BC Sold, my real estate team. They sponsor this podcast, teambcsold.com. Uh, and make sure you check us out or email us at teambcsold at gmail. And to the question about joining Modern Success or getting a real estate license, join Modern Success first, bro, please. And lastly, EXP Realty. If you want to join, go to join.exprealty.com and get your application in. Otherwise, message me and I'll send you some more um, information on the company. Okay, same place, same time. 